Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Tim McMaster talking New York Yankees baseball with MLB.com Yankees reporter Brian Hoke. And Brian, it seems like this American League East race between the Blue Jays and the Yankees is going to go right down to the wire. And one reason on Tuesday night, the Orioles continue to kind of be that spoiler. It seems like Buck Showalter teams, even once they get knocked out of the race, obviously they've struggled but you know his teams are never going to quit. It's something about the, the way he is that, that this Orioles team, even though they're out of the race, do you expect them to continue to be a big part of the race as far as the Blue Jays and Yankees go? Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think teams quit on Buck Walter. I think there's a lot of pride there. And obviously, anytime they go head-to-head with the Yankees, you know, there's a chip on the Orioles' shoulder. They enjoyed beating up on the Yankees so much over the last couple of years. And even though things don't look like they're going – uh, that way in Baltimore this year, uh, I don't think that the Yankees look at Baltimore on the schedule or really any of the American League East teams and, and see a cakewalk there. Um, you know, it's interesting. The Yankees have actually played pretty well of late. They've won 8 of 11, and they haven't made up any ground in the East, and that's because Toronto's also won 8 out of 11. So, uh, you know, it's a tough spot for them. They know that it's not like Toronto's just going to lose all their games and uh, the Yankees just win one game and they're in. That's what Brendan Ryan was saying last night at his locker. Uh, they know they're going to have to win plenty of games to beat out Toronto. And, uh, you know, as Alex Rodriguez said over the weekend, they don't even need, need to watch the scoreboard that much. They know there's a pretty good chance that Toronto's winning, so they better win too. You mentioned Brendan Ryan. He made a dazzling play at third base on Tuesday night to start a double play. And obviously he's a guy who hasn't really hit with the Yankees. But when you're in a pennant race in September, how important is it to have a guy like that that you can throw in there defensively? And obviously he can play multiple positions and he's going to give you that great defensive play because sometimes keeping runs off the board is as important as scoring them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely important. I think what you need to remember is this time of the year, everybody's playing with aches and pains. You've seen guys go on the DL or or would probably be on the DL in some cases but are trying to play through it. And there's just a lot of guys in and out of that training room right now. And Ryan, because he started the year so late, he was hurt during spring training, relatively speaking, he's fresh compared to a lot of the other guys on this team. So if he needs to go in and give Chase Headley a blow at third base, if he needs to – fill in for Stephen Drew at second base. As you said, he can bounce all around the diamond. They've used him at first base. Obviously, he can play shortstop. He's a terrific shortstop. Uh, so to have a guy like that, and he's even pitched this year, 
to have a guy like that that you can kind of just slot in wherever you want. I think uh, in Atlanta, Girardi even tried him in right field for a game. Uh, you know, those are important. They're not the multi-million dollar, uh, you know, huge contract guys, even though he is making more than uh, $1 million. I think he's making two this year. Uh, relatively speaking on this Yankee roster, he is an interchangeable piece. He's the 24th or 25th man, but that's an important thing to have. And if he can contribute, uh, whether it be on defense or get a big hit here or there, it's, it's big for this team. I think Yankees fans would prefer not to see him do any more pitching this season. But speaking of that pitching staff, and you mentioned injuries, and that, that's been uh, a thing all year, obviously, with this rotation and guys staying healthy. Now Nathan Avaldi being shut down for two weeks. After that, he's going to have to work his way back. Do you see him getting on the mound during the regular season, or is it a situation where the Yankees are going to have to just put Avaldi into a playoff game, not sure what they might get? I'm not sure what they're going to do with him, but I think what we can rule out is that he's not going to pitch in a regular season. I think uh, the fact that they're going to shut him down for two weeks and then it takes another two weeks to to build back up to be in a situation where you could start again, uh, I don't see that. I I certainly don't see any way he could be starting by the end of the season, uh, and that's assuming everything goes perfectly. So I think your best-case scenario, you're looking at Evaldi now as a guy who might be coming on the bullpen in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, They're going to stretch out Adam Warren. He's going to rejoin the rotation, so they feel like they have some depth there. They can even go a six-man with Warren. They have Brian Mitchell around. CeCe Sabathia is coming off the disabled list, so that, that should help, but uh, there's there's not two ways about it. Losing of all these is tough blows. This guy who had 14 wins, he's been one of their most consistent, reliable pitchers all year long, and, and now you're looking at a very real scenario where he's not going to start again this season, so uh, that's tough to take, but the Yankees do feel like they have depth. Uh, they're so fortunate that Luis Severino has come up, and been much more than I think anybody had any reason to expect. Uh, this kid came up, he's 21 years old, and he looks like he's been there for five years already. So uh, that's huge for the Yankees, but they will miss Evaldi, that's for sure. Yeah, Evaldi, the one guy who had kind of avoided that injury bug and it catches up with him late. You mentioned CC Sabathia back in the rotation, kind of suddenly by necessity, right? I mean, they weren't sure what they were going to do with CC, but now with Evaldi out, you kind of have to see what he can do as a starter. I think there were no guarantees with CC. I, I think that he even knew at, at the time that he went on the DL, his season very realistically may be over. Uh, he was worried about it, but went in to get the test. Uh, the test showed that it was just inflammation, just like before. And, uh, you know, he was very relieved when the doctors told him, all you have to do is, is take it easy for a little while. Maybe you put a brace on when you're back on the mound. But uh, remember what got CC to that point. He was kind of holding back a little bit early in the season. Right handed hitters were crushing him. Uh, he, because he really wasn't attacking full force uh, with what he had. The last four starts before he went on the DL, CC said, basically, forget it. I'm just going to throw all out and whatever happens, happens. The results were better. He got hurt. Uh, so I think that now you're looking here in early September, can you get another stretch here where CC can give you his all out for three, four, five, six starts in a row? Uh, that takes you in October. I, I think that he's always been a guy who wants the ball. He never complains. Uh, I think what the Yankees are going to see when CC comes back, obviously no guarantees, but I think he's going to try to do what he did uh, those four starts before he went on the DL. And if so, he was competitive in keeping the Yankees in game. So I know you look at his season numbers, they're ugly. But uh, to me, I, I wanna, I'm tempted to throw a lot of that out and just stick with the last four starts right before he went on the DL because I think that's the CC that you're going to get. And if it, if it should blow up again and he, he gets hurt, then so be it. It seems like that six-man rotation would help him as much as it would help anybody just getting that extra day's recovery. 
For sure. I, I think that's important to everybody. I think it's important to Tanaka. I think it's important to Michael Pineda. But uh, you definitely put CeCe in that, that realm there. Uh, the, it's funny. The one guy that they didn't have injury concerns about that had thrown almost 200 innings last year was Evaldi, and that's the guy that you're looking at is now on the DL. So Joe Girardi was saying yesterday that he probably jinxed it a little bit because a week ago he said exactly that. He said that of everybody in the rotation, the one guy I don't worry about is Nate Evaldi, and look what happened. Now, Tanaka was great on Tuesday. He gets a no decision, a tough luck no decision, but goes eight innings, strikes out ten. How encouraging is that? Because with Evaldi out now, Tanaka really has to become that number one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they're paying him for. Uh, this is the time of year where he needs to rise to the challenge, and there, there's no doubt about that. He, he's pitched in big games before, and um, he's done it in Japan, and obviously he he was excellent last year. He showed it at times. Uh, they, they're going to need him to step up and be that guy. Um, he is supposed to be the leader of the staff. I, I think that he wants to strap the team on his back. And uh, they're in a situation right now where they, that hurts to not win a game like that. When you get that kind of performance and, and can't score two runs to, to win that game, uh, that, that does hurt. But uh, it's very encouraging for the Yankees to see that. It's in there. Uh, there were some questions. I mean, there's been questions all year long with Tanaka, but even going back to April, May, June, you were saying, mm, I don't know if he's the same guy. That what I saw against Baltimore, he's the same guy as last year. So that, that should be very encouraging if you're Joe Girardi, Larry Rothschild, and the rest of the Yankees. Seems like we just continue to talk about injuries, but such a big factor of this Yankees team down the stretch. Mark Teixeira has the deep bone bruise, and it doesn't seem like he's getting any closer to returning. I think he's still on crutches uh, Greg Bird has had some great moments, obviously, but the team needs a healthy Tex at some point here, don't they? I, I feel like we could do a medical report for probably 20 minutes and <laughs> still not run out of things to talk about. So, yes, uh, with Teixeira, I think this has gone on longer than anybody thought it was going to. Uh, look, he fouled the ball off his leg. You figure he's going to come back, and, and that's what Teixeira thought, too. Uh, he thought he'd take a couple days off and uh, just get right back in there. They put him back in. It, it didn't work out. It, didn't fl- it flared up again. He's had a couple injections to, to cool it down, but uh, Joe Girardi and Brian Cashman both said they, they're starting to wonder if they're going to get him back at all. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's a shot fired. Maybe that, that gets Teixeira up a little bit and says, all right, I better pick it up here. But I think Teixeira has been trying to get back. I, I don't think he needs any verbal motivation to get back in the lineup. They've been fortunate that Greg Bird has come up, and he, put, he gives you professional bats. He's impressed me, too. Uh, we talked about Severino earlier. Severino and Bird both have impressed me a lot in the last few weeks. I, I think that uh, there are a couple guys who feel like they belong. They look like they belong. It, you just sense it. Um, a lot of times you see rookies come up in September and they're, they're quiet and they keep their heads down and maybe they're a little intimidated, but I don't sense that with either one of those guys. So, so that's big. But that being said, uh has got 31 home runs this year. If you're looking ahead to the postseason, I think you'd feel a lot better with Mark Teixeira in the heart of that lineup rather than Greg Bird, and that's not taking anything away from Greg Bird. It's just uh, they're, they're a better team with Mark Teixeira in there. Alex Rodriguez, another amazing milestone night on Tuesday. He becomes just the second player ever to have at least 30 home runs in 15 different seasons. He joins Hank Aaron. He also passed Ricky Henderson for 22nd all-time on the hits list. I mean, it seems like every night – we're talking about Alex Rodriguez reaching some sort of amazing milestone in his career. What's it been like to watch this guy this season? Well, you know what? I feel pretty good because I think I've been saying since March or April that A-Rod was definitely going to hit 30 home runs. No, <laughs> I, I definitely didn't say that, and I don't know anybody who did. I don't believe you if you did. Uh, nobody could have predicted this was coming. Uh, I think that uh, this has been one of the seasons that 
I think a lot of people are going to be talking about for years to come. There's no track record of this, really, of a guy sitting out a year at age 38, 39, and coming back and performing to this kind of level. I think that DHing has helped him a lot. I think that there's been a lot of benefit to the fact that he doesn't have to go out there to third base and dive around for balls and take early infield and, and really wear himself out. He can just focus on those three, four, five at-bats a game and, and really work on putting his A-swing out there and impacting the baseball. And I think that's been a benefit to him. Um, it, it is remarkable. It, it's remarkable for a guy who's 40 years old to take a year off and come back and produce at the level he has. And uh, whatever you think about his history and what he's done, uh, nobody has ever questioned the fact that A-Rod is one of the hardest workers between the white lines and that he's been an immensely talented player since the day he came up with Seattle. So um, I, I think that on that token, it's not a surprise to see him do it, but it's still a surprise. I don't think that anybody could have predicted this, and uh, it's been impressive to watch for sure. You've been listening to Yankees Extras on MLB.com. Brian, we'll talk to you again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.